Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. Four, three, two, and one. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and joining me today, folks, is the CEO of Siemens Mobility UAE, a mobility turnkey business for Middle East, Africa, and Dubai. Please give a warm welcome for Mr. Eamon Ashur. Eamon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and you, Kevin? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show today, Eamon. <laughs> Everything is running well. Fantastic. So, so Eamon, technology, okay, Siemens, huge company, huge corporation delivering technology. It's really advancing society. What's been your relationship with technology over these key, you know, key years? And, and really, what's its uh, involvement in advancing humanity? Look, Siemens um, stands for technology, which is contributing to society. And technology was purpose is our aim as a company. And this is not only a vision of the current leadership of the company. It has been set since the day of our founder, more than 175 years. This is our main core contribution to the world. And I'm honored to be part from this journey now almost 26 years taking care of mobility technology uh, and being part of this journey, which is something I'm really um, grateful. And I don't think if the time will go back, I will have changed my choice. I'll definitely go for Siemens. I love to hear that. And, and you've been at the company for quite some time, obviously now in the CEO role. Uh, in this role now, you know, at a, at a, a different view than maybe most people, of course, in the company, What what is... I guess, taking most of your attention nowadays, where are you spending most of your time? Um, the high attention is giving in such a function is to people mm. and how to make sure that the, let's say, the value of our company is taking the right level of understanding in our working culture and environment, because what makes our company great is the people the people who develop the technology, the people who develop the solution, what we provided to our customers. You know, we are established almost everywhere in the world at Siemens. And one of our uh, colleagues, XEOs, was saying, I think uh, if I enter a competition with the church, I found out that Siemens established more than the church in the world. So um, we have a footprint everywhere. And this is what really makes us proud to be part of Siemens. You believe that everyday work from each one of us, regardless of your function, is not only contributing to, to the place where you are sitting, it's also contributing to the rest of the world. i give you one example. Every day, we as Siemens are achieving 1 billion kilometer of passenger transportation in the world. Can you imagine every day in the morning, there is 1 billion passenger kilometer transporting billions and hundreds of millions of people safely and reliably by our technology. And this is what we call it the impact. And our role as a leadership team of the company 
be it in the global level or in the country level or in the regional level, is to make sure that this message is well understood and everybody is clearly contributing and feeling and getting his or her bride of that. So if you have the right people with the right technology and you are in the right place, this is the best combination we'd look for in our business. I love hearing that. You know, when I ask you the question, where are you spending most of your time? You answer that with people. So let's talk about culture a little bit, Amen. To you, how does one build a strong culture? Um, it started from what does the company want to, to profile itself? And Siemens profile itself for diversity. We um, give you an simple example in the current setup of my team in some working projects and areas. I have more than 23 nationalities. I cannot count how many religious and cultural background out of these 23 nationalities. And we have an, an rate of roughly 25 to 30% uh, gender diversity from females. And all of this team waking up every day in the morning, working for the same purpose and working together as a team to deliver what you promised to our customer. If this working right, working culture is not provided by our leadership in the company, this would not have happened. As simple as that, I am an Egyptian and I'm working with American, with Italian, with British, with Kenyan, with Filipinos, with Indians every day. And we speak the same language, what this great company has created for all of us. It's, I call it in our internal discussion, it's Siemens business language. I love that. And that's one of the beautiful parts of business. It transcends cultural boundaries. Uh, if, you know, given the right leaders and the leadership, I guess, what's, what's really the, the message and the communication like to build such a strong unit, as you put it, aligned on a vision that wake up with the same purpose every morning. Tell me a little bit about some of the communication hacks that you've learned over your time here at Siemens. Since I joined Siemens, there is a clear message I'm hearing. You just need to be yourself. If you will be yourself and you will put the set of skills you have together with the other colleagues working with you, this is what form a great team. This is number one. Number two, what do you want to achieve? You want to achieve something which you will be very proud when you talk about it outside with your friends, with families, with loved ones, that this is my contribution to the country, to the world. And this is a motivation which doesn't need to be, let's say, uh, resold every day because the people who are participating in the team, and this is one of the very uh, important elements for us, you have the culture mindset of the company there, which is easily uh, integrating the new joiners and the new members. And the new joiner and members, they come with their also new way of doing business. We take what happened, for example, a couple of years ago was the pandemic. We came from a classical way of working. Let's go to the office every day. And out of the sudden, there is curfews, there is restrictions, but we have to deliver to the customer. And for my team, I can tell you for the complete pandemic duration, we have the complete flexibility working mood. You decide when is the right time to work on site or in office or from home, based on the circumstances around. We just give the guidance, we give the control measure to make sure that everybody is doing his part in a safe way. There is no uh, unnecessary risk we are facing. There is no uh, 
rushing in, in an areas which we have to completely follow and respect the country laws where we are operating. And, and this will bring everything together from the sound or, or let's say walk the talk principle from the top. If, if I'm asking my team, we would like to deliver this project and we have to work from seven o'clock in the morning, I don't know, until 4 p.m. and then they never see me, then I'm not part from the team. I can't tell you for the complete pandemic time, I have only made home office for two days. Mm-hmm. From February, 2020, until the declaration of the pandemic few months ago. Mm-hmm. So we have to be together. We have to be a role model for our own team. We cannot say do it and I'm enjoying doing the work in different style, which is not shared with the team. This we don't do in Siemens. It, it makes a lot of sense because you all take on very large scale projects. Could you maybe explain to our audience who are learning about Siemens and kind of the work that you do for the first time, maybe one project that sticks out to you um, that was large scale and why it was so important to have a culture that brings their full selves to work to achieve this large scale uh, feat? Um, I can, you can imagine over 26 years plus there was many projects, uh, but um, I would say there was a specific projects where we saved some challenges and we presented um, a new technology uh, to, to, to the customer. And then we have been hit heavily by unexpected events. So you can imagine you are building a project in the desert I will not mention the country or the name, but uh, <laughs> and in the middle of the desert, you have a water flood, which destroy all your equipment just one week before starting the operation, passenger services. So all the work what the team has done for the previous few years, just within a continuous raining of eight hours, we simply waved, smashed. And you can imagine we will prepare yourself and your team to start the celebration 10 days from this event day and out of the sudden, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And at this very moment, we were running uh, this project with more than 1,400 resources on site from all levels. And if you have a floods and you have an equipment electrified underneath the water, this is also hazard and safety risk. And I have to take a decision in a few minutes, which one will take the priority, people or equipment? And it doesn't take me too long. Mm-hmm. One to two minutes with my team, we said, we secure the people. And we have evacuated the 1,400 people from the site with a single injured. Wow. And this, after that, you have to accept that the people need time to digest the impact. You're about to celebrate, you end up, uh, let me simplify it. You are invited tonight to go for a, a wedding party. And in your way, you found that you have to change it to funeral. Of course, it's completely different mode. So, and we give the time for the human emotion to be digested and we have to rebuild again. If this team is not well connected together with this more than 23 nationalities and different culture and so on, they will not stand up again. And this we did together in a team. Mm -hmm. From technology perspective, just to make it more, let's say, um, understandable for the audience, we we simply build the trains force because this is, the, the first nature of our mobility and the train need to track to run on it. The track is provided by other suppliers and then we need to control the train movement on the track. So what we have, we call it a signaling system, like the traffic lights in the street, but for rail. Sure. And we have a communication system that the people in the network can go to each other and do a safe operation. And we, in our turnkey solutions, 
we bought all of this together and we make sure that all of them are functioning rightfully and safely uh, on, on time. And we have, of course, as a Siemens, we have different production facility across the world. We have a different setup. Uh, also, we have a different, let's say, um, diversified uh, uh, skills allocation. Uh, and this is what we have uh, developed in the past 175 years, and we are still doing. And this is, I would say, the challenging example. On other side, when you see the impact, what you can create, when I say you, it's not only me as a person, it's a team, it's a company. The recent development since uh, um, one year plus, we have simply presented the solution which is transforming the economical situation or contributing to the transformation of the economical situation of a country like Egypt. We are now building the fifth largest high-speed rail network in Egypt in one go, more than 2,000 kilometers of high-speed rail. And before this agreement, Egypt was not classified at all in the list of the supplier or the owner of the high-speed rail network. We will transport with this network up to 50 million passengers per day, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, per year. And you can imagine uh, it's sustainable. It's uh, making a significant contribution to the development of the country. It's connecting the strategic locations of the mineral, of the Red Sea, Mediterranean Sea, in parallel to the Suez Canal, to the tourist area, to the industrial area, to the dry board, to the seaboards, to the airboards. And all of that, you are just impacting with one opportunity. Mm. Imagine if you have a chance to contribute to so many opportunities of such a kind. What will be your impact? It's really interesting. I want to talk about measurement now, maybe measurement of impact, but foremost, um, measurement of your productivity. It seems like you've created this culture. And, and like what I'm curious about is like, oh, that sounds great. How would you know when the culture's not showing up as them full selves like like the pnl is a lagging indicator right it's it's only after the fact do you understand how your performance was that quarter do you do you measure anything uh, on a daily basis on a weekly basis to kind of understand the pulse of of your culture and and, and your progress of course we are driving we have to deliver our results Mm -hmm. And this is our obligation as a managers and in, in, in the industry. Of course, it's measured in a different scale, be it quarterly or monthly or on a physical year basis. To achieve that, we have to make sure that we have the right tune and the right culture. And one of the items which we 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 like so much, we have the chance to to measure the feedback from all our employees worldwide. So we have a certain platforms with everyone can go and provide. Uh, his or her feedback uh, in a specific areas and questions uh, directly. This is in a global level, in a, in, a, in a country and even projects and team levels, we have always a feedback sessions and we are promoting the speak up culture. So it's very normal if you come across to my office and you would like to give me a feedback and you are coming just from the site and I was meeting, I don't know, one of the ministers, that it's okay, normal for me, it's acceptable. Our culture promotes that, that you go to your superior and even above and share your opinion very openly without considering any single fear of consequences. And this is the culture that we have in the company. So you will immediately notice 
Of course, you have a KPIs to measure the performance, but if you see that, for example, a lot of tensions are in the feedback, there is people are intending to change or their, their, their company or change their position, or some people are not satisfied. So we have the growth mindset culture in the company. Yeah, that's, that's... And we have a systematic way of doing that. And of course, we have the feedback uh, sessions, which you can uh, share it with your peers, with your reporters, or directly to your superior anytime. I love that impact-oriented, growth-minded. That seems to be two two key qualities of kind of what you guys are are doing over there at Siemens. When it comes to growth, Amen. Like, what are some like the top factors, the core factors that have attributed to this growth in addition to the people? Um, the people will develop the product. The product will present the solution. The solution will meet the customer expectation. And when you achieve this in your way of the growth. It will be reflected in your financial return and your return of investment. Mm. So we start, what do you want to do in Siemens from the technology perspective? I mentioned in the beginning, we do technology with purpose. We would like to uh, to be uh, the leader worldwide who are providing in our industry the less CO2 footprint. And we are very close to achieve the complete um, target of that in the coming couple of years. And this is a target has been set and we are working on that target and we are close to achieve that target. Second is we have to make a solution which meets the needs of our customers. Because if I if I develop a, a train which nobody wants to ride, what's the point of having the latest and the best ever options in the world, but not solving my problem, how to go from my home to my office? And this we take into consideration. We listen to our customer. That's the reason we are globally well established because we have to be close to the customer. We have to understand the needs of the customer. And based on that, we see what can fit in which part of the world. And this is helping us by reading the needs and screening the needs of the customers worldwide to say, okay, we see there is a need for X number of features and solutions, and here is the priorities. Let's work on that. Let's take an example. For example, now we are developing a hydrogen tree and had a train which is powered by hydrogen. In the past, there was only the fuel of solar and diesel and all this stuff. And we clearly uh, agreed and committed to uh, achieve our sustainability goal. So we can simply do like the other, we just take the fuel which is worked by, by, by diesel and we add the new fuel tank which is working by hydrogen. But this is not what we did in Siemens. We said even if we will have uh, renewable resources and this is not uh, for my perspective, and unlimited resources. Just go and consume whatever you wish. No, we even make it economical. And to make it more economical, we redesigned many major components in our train that the weight of the new hydrogen train, at least 20 to 30% lighter than the old one. Mm. And con- subsequently will consume less number of uh, cubic meters of, of hydrogen fuels, and it will be more economical. So this is what we do. And we also uh, take care about our end users because our customer would like to make the end user happy, which is the passenger being transported safely from A to B. And this is what we are looking for. So what we make sure is in our services, we do the service and maintenance for our products by our own. We guarantee up to 100% availability. We do a predictive maintenance through our digital solutions. So we don't wait for the failure to happen to make a troubleshooting. With our digital platform, we are even going with the predictive maintenance approach, 
which is bringing us to be more, I would say, uh, able to, to, to react even before. Just imagine, uh, I think this could be the dream of any one of us. If you would like to do maintenance for your car and we, before you reach to your uh, service center, you found the maintenance team waiting for you in the main gate to take your car as a first customer to do the service right now. And this is what we do for our trains. We, we predict the failure before it's arrived to the depot through our digital platform. And this gives more availability to the customer. It gives more availability for the passengers to have a different transportation options without losing uh, OBIX money. Like, like preventative things you can do to, you know, I guess, uh, keep a longer shelf life. Um, whether you're, uh, uh, you know, trying to avoid uh, the doctor, you can do things to make yourself healthier. The predictive index can do things for you like that. I understand that. And, um, it, you know, Siemens has such a large impact, um, Eamon, as you pointed out uh, earlier, you know, it's everywhere. Uh, it's a company with a global footprint. Um, but as you're fully aware of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. What is one of the, the values you're, you're keen to never compromise in a position like this? It's two, actually two values. We do clean business and safety. We never do stupid things in our business. We have a clear restricted compliance guidelines and policy for the entire company. And this is not subject for any discussion or compromise. At the same level of importance with our customer and end user, it's our commitment to safety. Mm -hmm. If we are not satisfied with, uh, with the final result, we will never present it outside of our company. Mm -hmm. This is no discussion about it in Siemens. Now, Eamon, we've talked a lot today, mostly about people, mostly about culture, um, about responsibility and, and doing what's right in all of this. What's your definition of a real leader? A real leader for me is a person who is taking the flag up and giving the direction for the others to go for the right target. And this could be a team leader, could be, be uh, a peers uh, working together on site or on a train or in a depot, could be a CEO, could be the leader of the company. Because the leadership is not given or provided by the org chart. The leadership is coming from here and from here. Hmm. I love that. For Eamon Asher, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, lead from the heart. And always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Eamon. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. 
One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Hey, Releaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to Realtors.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines, courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to Realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.